0: You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. It was a great idea at the start. We, we went off the idea of, so we, we made the, we actually signed the lease. It was either on the day that gyms got shut down back in March last year or maybe the day before. Um, either way, it was within kind of 24 hours of gyms getting shut down. And we'd kind of, we obviously, there'd been the, the rumours through the whole week of, you know, our gym's going to be shut down and this and that the other. And yeah, that thing of like, well, do you actually sign the lease, and what do we do with this? And I think everyone was probably in the same boat of, ah, lockdown. It'll not be long, yeah. a few weeks. By May you know, it'll be over. Yeah, you know. And so, and the, and our plan behind this was really simple. You know, we went off the idea of right, let's sign the lease because that then actually gives us what we thought would probably be about a month, month and a half where we can just get the gym totally squared away so we're really lucky uh, and we're we work in a slightly different way to a lot of other crossfit boxes um our member journey is very much about trying to integrate people into the community as quickly as they possibly can um we recognize that the community is is one of our strongest things and therefore the quicker we can get people involved in, that, the better. Um, so what we don't do, uh, which is very different to a lot of other boxes, we don't do an on-ramp program. Instead, what we do is we focus on having more coaches on the floor, which enables people to be coached on a much smaller group basis. So, in terms of like with restrictions and stuff like that, and even after restrictions, not planning on on having classes full of, of 20 plus people because actually, if you have that many people, it's very difficult to coach and to really get and to really elicit change within people you're listening to the ricky long podcast
1: where international fitness entrepreneur ricky long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training nutrition and mindset ricky is a fitness industry expert having been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2002 we talk everything fitness business and group exercise to help you on your fitness journey sound effects and music that we're putting into the podcast i've just basically started to use my editing software a little bit more so you're going to hear random songs from time to time this music that you're listening to in the background of my voice right now that's going to be like the new official backing song it's called cutting it close by dj freed freedom like freedom not freedom Freedempf, F-R-E-E-D-E-M, um, they're all from the YouTube, like MP3, royalty free music, that's where I get all my stuff, just so you know, drinking some coffee, that's far too hot. that to face. This episode with Hugh Davis was great fun to do, completely unedited for the most of it. So you're going to hear Lindsay coming in from a run at some point and the Amazon man delivering Amazon parcels, which is the only way to shop right now. Hashtag quarantine lockdown. Judy long time friend of mine. I think on the podcast I said long term friend, like he has to apply for terms of friendship, a bit like the president. So Hugh Davis is currently on his, I think we probably became friends about 2012. Um, So he's now starting his third four-year term of friendship with Ricky Long. Um, Unlike the president of the United States, he can run for a third term. He can run for as many terms as he wants. I'm going to say he can run, he can run, but he does not like to run. Hugh Davis is an exceptionally humble Man. The whole time I've known him, he's a very, very humble person. Um, he's a father, he is a husband um, to Sam and Clark. Um, he is a husband to Sam, his wife, and a father to Clark. And he's also a father to his dog, Murphy. I forgot his name. It's because we had a dog called Murphy, as most of you all know. So Murph. yeah, his, his is Murph, ours is Murphy. Yeah, I got that right. Um, and he's also a CrossFit athlete and a CrossFit box owner. In this episode, we're going to talk heavily about his CrossFit gym, his methodology, and how uh, him and Sam run their CrossFit box and their members. Um, they also—it's uh, kind of, kind of painfully funny. This. They signed their lease to open their gym on the day that lockdown was announced in March 2020. So, like I said, that's painfully funny. So, we'll talk a a lot about that process and how they had to operate in order to serve their members during that time. And what was quite, um, we didn't actually talk too much about this, but you know, it's not that they were opening a gym from scratch, they already had a membership base. Um, due to running from a a smaller facility based at their home Um, so there had a lot of you know a a good community built up and reputation built up and very much knew what they were doing in terms of member service knew what they were doing they they already had systems and processes in place they were you know just transferring that part of the business very much I'm sure and just developing it because the space would allow them to Um, so yeah we'll talk loads about that A lot of the the listeners may or may not be aware that Hugh Davis uh, spent, I want to say 10 years, we didn't actually talk about that itself, but 10 years working for Les Mills. Uh, He has worked in the fitness industry, you know, his whole working life And a big chunk of that was in the commercial fitness industry, teaching classes, personal training, um, gym management, that sort of thing. He was a Les Mills trainer, like I said, for Les Mills UK for a long, long time. Um, He actually trained me in how to deliver modules, he was uh, my self-appointed mentor with Les Mills UK, so a lot of, if you've ever done training with me, which I know a lot of listeners w- will have done, um, you know, a lot of the reasons why I'm able to stand up and lecture in train groups is because of what I learned from Hugh Davis, probably initially between 2012 and 2014. 2016. Um, I might have got the dates a little bit confused there. I'm not exactly sure when Hugh left Les Mills UK. It might have been 2018, as little as that. But anyway, that's not important. Um, What is important is to say this episode goes on for about an hour. It's a good crack. Before you start, I just want to mention and tell you about Jump 4.2 and a new business course which I've just put out. Let's start with Jump 4.2. You can, right, so. I've said this a few times on the podcast, it's a 12 week training, nutrition, and mindset program. Now, let me be very, very clear if you're listening to this before the 31st of January, this is key. We have extended the discount for the whole month of January, meaning you can join on the discount, which is over £200 discount, anytime during January. And There is a two-week free trial option available as well. There's a link in the bio which will tell you all the details. The details are, it's a training nutrition and mindset program. There are three training plans in it. There's a you're at the gym plan. There's a I'm at home with some body equipment. Body equipment? With some equipment plan. And there's I'm at home. I don't have anything. I just have my body weight. So you've got 12 weeks of those plans. You have... Uh, over 50 hours of videos on my website, which you have exclusive access to, you can watch it any time. You're scheduled, let's just call it scheduled, to watch on average four videos per week. All those videos are between, sorry, the, the combination of those videos are between 20 and 30 minutes each week, and then you take action on them. So I talk you through your training plan, I talk you through your nutritional focus for that week, and I talk you through your mindset focus on that week. So whether you're there for fat loss, For fitness gains for mindset goals or just education there is something there for you it's designed for people who do group fitness activity and aren't quite getting the results they feel they should be getting so maybe carrying a little bit of extra body fat they're low in energy they're not understanding why their training is not working so I'm gonna take all of that pain away and just put it in this nice orderly package Um, So like I said, check out the details in the show notes. Uh, If you're listening to this after January 31st, those links will still be there, but they'll take you to a different part of my website. Because the discount will have gone and the free trial won't be there anymore. So, if you listen to this after January 31st, be aware of that. You can still do Jump 4.2, it'll how you enroll will just be slightly differently. And secondly, if you are operating as a fitness professional, you'll know that uh, I do a lot of fitness business mentoring for group fitness instructors and personal trainers, mainly in the last 12 months, it's how to move your business online. Uh, I was very, very happy in July of 2020, I launched uh, a course online, Uh, we've had, and what this course did, it helped group fitness instructors leverage their online PT business to start operating as an online PT within 28 days, Uh, what I've done is I've taken the, the best bits of that course and i've put it in the attend video series and i'm giving that away for free i've called it the online pt foundations course um like i said it's free the link in the bio Sorry, link in the bio. I think I'm on Instagram stories here. The link on the show notes will take you straight to that course. Book on, do it. It's 60 minutes in length for the main 10 videos. And then there's like seven or eight bonus videos, which I've put on the other side. Uh, Give it a look, get involved. And um, yeah, start to, you know, we're we're all in lockdown until at least the middle of February. Um, Then it might be restrictions and further lockdowns until March. You know, It's all very, very samey, samey. Uh, it'd be quite easy to get um, into like a Netflix binge for that whole time, and we all have our moments. Um, so there's a course that you can go and do for free, Uh, you can do the Jump 4.2 free trial and then say no it's not for me, Um, as long as I can help you in any way I'm happy and speaking of helping you I'm going to help you out for the next hour with Mr Hugh, Mr Davis, who is Hugh, that's a hard sentence to say, let's do the podcast with Hugh Davis, let's talk about CrossFit, let's talk about Les Mills and let's spend a strange amount of time talking about coffee. You are listening to the Ricky Long I like podcast. That, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not weird at all. Catches people out. Always joke. It's it's the same woman who does the grit countdown. Five. Oh yeah, four, yeah three, two. yeah, two. Hugh Davis, welcome in Hugh Davis onto the podcast. CrossFit athlete, CrossFit box owner, father. All together, genuine, nice guy, uh, long-term, long-term, long-time, long-term, both long-term and
0: time,
1: <laughs> friend of mine. Um, so, mate, how are you?
0: Yeah, I'm really good, dude. How about yourself?
1: I'm good. I'm very jealous of the fleece that you have. Like, I'm it's really the world's,
0: It's the world's snuggliest thing. I've also just realized that I was waving,
1: which for a podcast is really unhelpful. <laughs> <And> what <laughs> I'll clip that bit of the video, and um, that's what I'll put on Instagram yeah (laughs) um right first question which i haven't even told you when i ask you we always i always end up talking about coffee to my memory you are one of the first people in my life like in my adult life who drank coffee and you were properly like in to coffee like from a young age you you have I, i wouldn't say i'll just say you have an obsession with coffee
0: yeah, a little bit. Um, I think I was probably a coffee wanker before being a coffee wanker was cool. Um, mainly just because it's just like really strong coffee and it's really difficult to actually to get decent decent tasting coffee, I think.
1: If you were in a coffee shop, what would you get?
0: Uh, an Americano with an extra shot or two, depending on the time of the
1: day. The earlier, the, earlier the, uh, the more shots are required. An extra shot or two, two yeah. extra shots. So would that be six shots in total? Uh, depends off an americano. It's probably four shots with
0: an extra two. So the norm- I think, an americano is normally it's normally two expressos and hot water, and then just a. And so would you have coffee before you in train, there. and then a pre-workout? Uh, not both, no, because generally it's either really strong coffee or it's pre-workout. I think if I put the two together, I think the chance of me sleeping ever again is
1: its pretty minimal. Uh, right, so introduce yourself. Who is Hugh? Which is a hard sentence to say.
0: That is, yeah. <laughs> I have to make sure your teeth's in for that one. Uh, so my name is Hugh. Um, as Ricky has already said, uh, I am a CrossFit box owner. Uh, I'm a CrossFit athlete. Um, that's about all I do, really. So that's kind of me. I'm a, I'm a gym owner and a... Uh, in in and in heavily inverted commas, uh, an athlete.
1: You're a gym owner, so this is kind of this is what I want to kind of come to at some point. You opened your gym as it is now during a pandemic.
0: Yeah, that, um, I, it was a great idea at the start. <laughs> and we we went off the idea of so we we made the or we we actually signed the lease. It was either on the day that gyms got shut down back mm-hmm. in March last year, or it was maybe yeah. the day before. Um, either way, it was within kind of 24 hours of gyms getting shut down. Mm-hmm. And we'd kind of, we obviously, there'd been the the rumors through the whole week of, you know, our gym's going to be shut down or, and this and that and the other. Then you have that thing of like, well, do you actually sign the lease and what do we do with this? And I think everyone was probably in the same boat of, a ah, lockdown it'll not be long yeah. a few weeks by may you know. it'll all be over yeah you know and so and and our plan behind this was really simple you know we went off the idea of right let's sign the lease because that then actually gives us what we thought would probably be about a month month and a half where we can just get the gym totally squared away we don't have mm-hmm. to worry because for for us we Potentially had quite a difficult transition because we had a small, uh, small venue in one
1: place to begin with. Mate, my then... door is just gone. Uh, give us two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get delivered? Right, we're back. We're back. What did you get? What did you get delivered? um it's something for lindsay which is i'm right, here um, it's clearly oh you can't see that yeah it's oh, clearly sorry. some sort of book or football it's hard to tell it's definitely i think it's a football <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, are you saying that?
1: there you thought you would like almost have an extra month month and a half to get ready
0: yeah so we thought it'd be a, a month month and a half of everything being shut and the good thing for us because we were moving units that meant that Actually, we had complete time where we could just dedicate it to the new space, rather than what we planned on doing initially was through the transition period of like, well, we can't really do anything through the week because we're coaching and PTing and Mm -hmm. training and this and that and the other. What we'll do is we'll just set aside, aside, set time aside at the weekends where we can just get it squared away, and we'll do that over the course. And I guess the positive thing for lockdown was that actually we didn't have to do that. It meant that we could. Do all our Zoom classes online, but we could actually dedicate the vast majority of our time to getting the gym ready. Mm -hmm. So, in theory, this 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 was our plan in terms of like, well, we have a month and a half now to get the gym ready, where we don't have to stress about everything else. So, hence why I was like, opening a gym in a lockdown—that's a fucking genius idea. Why aren't more people doing this? This is that, like, you know, this is your your million dollar idea. Mm. And then, uh, yeah. And then lockdown continues and <laughs> continues, and you know after a month, month and a half, you think, "Okay, now this, this gym's pretty amazing. Like I've, you know, I've built my, built my, built my dream gym, built my vision, and no bugger can come to it." Yeah. <laughs> um. And it was. It was just the case of it just dragged on. It dragged on. It dragged on. And you know, eventually
1: we did get to open, and then got shut down again. There is a tongue-in-cheek saying in the fitness industry that this gym would be much better if the members if there was no members because it would be cleaner everything would stay in space everything nothing would break you've literally lived that. yeah I, <laughs> you created that i
0: created that <laughs> weirdly so it, it is ever so strange having a gym with nobody in it i think every i think every every gym has this thing of like oh it would always be better part of the members i tell you what have a gym with no members it's weird yeah like i mean we really pride ourselves on how amazing our members are and we pride ourselves on our community without that it's so strange like it's it's just it's empty mm-hmm. like it, it's totally devoid of life like it, it's it's such a strange thing because you have this huge space you have all these wonderful toys to play with but actually it doesn't have any feeling like, it doesn't have that that spirit it doesn't have yeah it doesn't have anything and it's so strange so like I'm not a fan not like I think before especially like coming from a commercial mm-hmm. from a commercial place ah oh, the gym would be better with no members I tell you what mm. it fucking wouldn't yeah like no absolutely not
1: this is why I've always championed and I'll still champion now like during the pandemic that CrossFit gyms have an advantage to when things go back to normal because of the community feel that each, not just CrossFit gyms, independent gyms, that they have that feel that you can't, you can't build, you can't like manufacture. It just happens through the staff there and the members. Um, yeah, and I think I, that comes from. I think the probably the best way to describe it
0: to people that aren't. Because I mean, the fitness industry is lots of it's lots of little bubbles, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So people that aren't necessarily within that direct bubble so of being either CrossFit box owner or an independent gym owner or something like that. If you are somewhere within the fitness industry, if you imagine how, so for example, if you teach classes, if you imagine the people that constantly come to your classes week in and week out, and you take that and you multiply it, yeah. and you multiply it by however many members your gym can manage, that's what you have. Yeah. And the reason that you have those members come to your classes on a regular basis, so the reason that you have that, those PT clients that regularly come back to you on a, on a regular basis is because they recognize your passion. They recognize you know, what it is that you can do for them. Well, you take that and you just make it bigger. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really where the the strength behind the the
1: independent gym and the crossfit gym really does lie. Yeah. Um, your gym also has unique location because you're you're literally you you're the stereotypical crossfit box in that you're a so it's a warehouse in the middle of an industrial estate with a big long road beside it. and you've also got which I discovered, you've got football pitches beside it. So it means if yep. you ever wanted to do some sort of workout there, you can send them on a road down a run down the road, which I remember you had it marked out, yep. the 400-meter mark and all that, and then you've even got the football pitches there. Um, so you, your gym itself, talk us through the kit that you've got. I
0: think we've got everything that you could ever want mm-hmm. in a CrossFit box. There's still a few more things that I'd like to add, but I also I don't really know where I want to or where I could store them. Not all right. Maybe that maybe
1: that'll be more fun. What What do you want that you don't have yet?
0: Um, so, th- so additional things that I'd like to add.
1: <laughs> Sand, uh, listen.
0: Yeah. Don't. <laughs> um. <laughs> so things I'd like to add. I'd like to add some more strongman stuff. Uh, so things like yokes, more sandbags, uh, atlas stones, just odd objects really weird equipment that actually when you get to play with it is really really good fun. Uh some GHDs and out with that I think that's pretty much it. I think we have I think we have everything else. We've you got ski Yeah we've got ski ergs so skiers, we've got I just don't remember seeing them. We've got Echo Bikes. Um mm-hmm. we've got echo echo bikes over assault bikes mainly because they're built like an absolute tank. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of got the idea of the Echo bike is way more challenging than the salt bike for too many reasons but it's just a horrible piece of kit which is another reason why I chose that over a salt bike uh, we've got skiers, we've got rowers we've got bike ergs we've got more dumbbells than I can count we've got bars plates we've got gymnastics rings we've got ropes we've got yard blah, 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 blah. we've just we've got everything i think that that you could
1: ever really need you've missed one thing there which i remember that you have is that is that a coffee machine it's your coffee machine
0: there you go see i was going to say we've got everything that you would need whether or not you're a crossfit athlete or whether you're just somebody that's looking to get a little bit healthier and one of those things is definitely
1: going to be coffee (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we were lucky enough to get down it was in summer as to when it was in summer was it even september Maybe it was before that, I don't remember.
0: No, it must have been, it must have been
1: January, you know, it September, engaged? October
0: time. Were yes, Lins- yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah you
1: were. So, so we got engaged in August, um, back end of August, almost been I mean, after that, yeah.
0: It must have been September, October time because yeah. we actually we weren't open until
1: the 1st of August.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Assuming.
1: Yeah, some terms around them. Just for a second, let's hypothesize, let's imagine times gone by when there was no pandemic. What would the first four, eight, 12 weeks of a a member's journey, membership look like? What what even is life without COVID at the minute? (laughs)
0: Um, So we're really lucky uh, and we work in a slightly different way to a lot of other CrossFit boxes. Um, Our member journey is very much about trying to integrate people into the community as quickly as they possibly can. Um, we recognize that the community is is one of our strongest things and therefore the quicker we can get people involved in that, the better. Um, so what we don't do, uh, which is very different to a lot of other boxes, we don't do an on-ramping program. Instead, what we do is we focus on having more coaches on the floor, which enables people to be coached on a much smaller group basis. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like with restrictions and stuff like that, and even after restrictions, not planning on. On having classes full of of 20 plus people because actually if you have that many people it's very difficult to coach and to really get and to really elicit change within people with that number so we still plan on running relatively small numbers so the most people that we have um, in a class currently is 15 and that's even with restrictions Mm -hmm. and with that we'll always have two coaches the good thing about that is that it means that people that require that additional attention so those people that are are very new to crossfit that perhaps they just don't understand the movements yet we actually have time where we can spend more time with that individual or more time with those group of people so that they can get the most from it as opposed to feeling like you can't spend enough time with one person because it means then that the rest of the class is then missing out on potential coaching so through those first four weeks really all we're looking to do is to get people moving get people moving well, get them moving safely, starting to understand where their end ranges of movement are and starting to get them to integrate within the community. So starting to introduce them to other people within the community so that when they're coming in, because we know, not necessarily necessarily, I think more so in a CrossFit Box than anywhere else, but it's the same across any gym. Come Those first few steps into the gym are incredibly, um, what's the word? intimidating incredibly intimidating right. and i think even more so within a crossfit box you know if you go into a crossfit box and generally the way that boxes work is that you'll have back to back classes same as you would do for a group exercise timetable and it's it can be and i imagine it's incredibly scary if you come into a box you can you see people chucking bars around there's lots of noise there's lots of movement and you just have that oh shit what yeah. have i signed up for here <laughs> So, we try and integrate people into that as quickly as they can because actually, the more comfortable they are within that environment, the more open they are to learning, the more open they are to learning, the quicker they can be moving better, the quicker they can be moving safer because it puts them in a much better learning place as opposed mm-hmm. to just that constant feeling of, oh shit, I don't feel like I should be here. This isn't for me. I'm not strong enough, fit enough, whatever. In- in- insert your excuse here. You know, I'm not ready for this yet. So, the quicker we can get them an understanding this is, hey, this is normal and this is okay, and, and for you to do this is normal
1: and okay, the better. How, how would you go about doing that? Like, would you like invite them to simply watch your workout? Or I know you've got a little bit of a viewing gallery upstairs, or would you say, like, yeah, come, so, come 10 minutes early so as you can watch the last workout finishing, that sort of thing? Yeah, we
0: always recommend people get there a little bit earlier because it also means then that coaches can introduce themselves to these new members. Uh-huh. The good thing that we have with our booking system um, is that it recognizes who new people are for classes. So it flags them up so that if if coaches aren't sure, it might just go up. So we have people that come at different times. They can actually look and say, well, okay, well, this person is new. Or I'm expecting a new person this evening so they can look out for them. They can go. They can introduce themselves. They can give them a bit of an understanding of what they should be doing. A mm-hmm. Coffee area upstairs is really cool because actually it's got a viewing area over the entire gym which means that if people do want to come, they can sit and chill out, or whether it's a new member that just wants to kind of come in, into a quieter space and just watch for a little while, then that's
1: absolutely something that they can do. What, uh, I'm kind of laughing as asked this? this, what, what is the one thing a new person to CrossFit wants to do? I guess a complete fran yeah. in under two minutes?
0: I think it's the, it's the same. I mean, you get some outliers. The outliers that I would suggest are actually the, the, again, in inverted commas, the athletes. So people that are looking to compete are generally the outliers within CrossFit because they're not, they're not what make up the basis of your membership. Generally, yeah. people that want to come and do CrossFit, well, they want to get a bit healthier. Uh-huh. They probably want to lose a little bit of weight. They want to get a bit fitter. They want to get a bit stronger. Uh-huh. It's, the, it's exactly the same person. It's exactly the same demographic as would walk into a commercial gym or a global gym. yeah I don't see that being any different whatsoever there are going to be those outliers so there's one or two people that that want to come that want to be competitive but they are they are a very small percentage of your membership
1: mm-hmm. what um, see so, so when they're coming in for the first time and like I said it, is there a move or skill set that people need to spend the most time with or what do you find what do you find yourself coaching more so than anything else
0: other than the really complicated lifts so other than your cleans and your snatches Mm -hmm. honestly it's getting people into their squat patterns Uh like just getting people to understand how to squat how to squat well and how to you know and where to squat to and Mm. and just getting people Yeah, just getting people squatting safely, and the good thing is, once you can get people squatting safely, you have a really, really big transference across into so many other skills as well. So if your if your foundational point of I have got a really, really solid squat, well, that can then transfer across into other things as well. So that transfers across into other really basic movements that we do, Mm. but also into those much higher skill movements. So things like your squat cleans and your squat snatches. Like if you have a super solid squat, then those movements will be easier for you because you are already in a really nicely balanced position. You are already demonstrating really good mobility mm-hmm. to be able to get into those positions. Now all we need to do is to start to refine it a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Um, I put some questions out in Facebook, not an Instagram for us. Um, so I'll do them now. Normally I wait like right to the back end. I thought I'd do them now. How do you feel it's about like, that?
0: I'm okay with that. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm slightly scared as to what you might ask me, but I'm okay with that.
1: Uh, a couple came through. Um, which is oh, a couple it's
0: came through. Nice, yeah? it's, well, it's nice, that It's nice that, a, it's nice that same come through, uh, you know, because that could have been... Uh, ask yeah. some questions. There are none.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, o- I only put it up at 11. So um, the first question is, and she quickly followed this up with another question, um, is why are you so hot? Kidding. Do not ask that.
0: <laughs> so. Um really it's it's all down to just moisturizer and coffee and no sleep fillers and and, fil- and filters well fillers and filters <laughs> you know the, you know if you you know at the end of the day if you put enough filters on anything you can you can polish your turd however
1: you like <laughs> <laughs> uh this one comes from lauren uh how will you feel when clark beats you in a workout really
0: proud <laughs> really proud you, also, by the way, Lauren is really assuming that he doesn't already beat me in workouts. <laughs> I've
1: I've like, seen I've seen Sam posting videos of him like playing and all on the kit, like he's on the assault bike and all that, or, or you called it something else, I've probably assault uh, bike, but it's, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So he, he gets involved and he sees it all.
0: Yeah, absolutely loves it. I think um, there's a video. I think Sam's got a video floating around of him following me in a little red car while I'm doing a handstand walk, which is. Slightly frightening because he is a little bit close, and I am genuinely worried if I kick down. I'm just going <laughs> to kick him, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, can he rope climb? Uh, he can rope swing, so he has that. He has the strength and the power to actually hold himself under, like hold know. himself under grip. He's not quite. He's not quite at a stage yet where we're like, right, climb. Now this is how we J clip on a rope. <laughs> and this, is, th- this is how we fast descend. Yeah.
1: We're not quite there yet. J clip. He will be the only four year old going back to school whenever that is. Who knows how to J clip or even 100%, knows that word?
0: hundred percent. It's really funny because yeah. obviously at school he does PT. Uh, P, say PT on a regular basis. Does PE on a regular basis. And I keep feeling like I need to send him in in like in his strength lab CrossFit hoodie, just yeah. just just as like a proper power play on the teacher to be like, yeah. look, don't think that my son doesn't know how to exercise,
1: bitches. Well. Technically, technically, if you put him in a CrossFit hoodie, so your Strength Lab CrossFit hoodie, and send him to school, that then becomes a business cost. <laughs> I can just else. write it off. You can yeah, just write it off. Everything that you buy him that day, that week, is is obviously a business cost. Because I was thinking yeah. about this, we got the, the crate in for Causeway when he arrives, and I set my laptop on it to Desk. to film some stuff. Oh yeah, it's a desk. desk. I was like this is a business expense. This is essentially <laughs> this is a tripod. This is a desk. Yeah, I'm set off that. to the tax man. That's it. I've, <laughs> I've only got the crate because I'm getting the dog. So obviously now the dog is now a tax expense as well, plus all what? his food for the next ten years. I think that's fair. <laughs> I mean I mean even if you can't claim all of it, you should be able to claim a percentage of that, surely. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw my Instagram this morning. I did I did my tax return yesterday. And the HMRC was their website is the most complicated. It's got worse. Like it was never simple, but it has got worse. Government ID, gateway passwords, mother's yeah. maiden name. Then we'll text you a code. You put in all your information, which is complicated in itself. Then it asked me to log in again with a separate password. Yeah, and, I and like, then oh. you have
0: to go and find the scroll that's in the bottom of your garden that's guarded by goblins.
1: <laughs> that's about I didn't do that. That's why I was so <laughs> hard.
0: <laughs> also. Dude, it was the nineteenth yesterday. How are you just doing your tax return? Get an accountant.
1: Oh, you always you always do it at the last. Then you're like No top, God no. Then you're top or bottom of the pile and nobody cares. No. Nah,
0: get an accountant. <laughs> get just get an accountant. It's so much easier. And you don't have to
1: stress about the website then. <laughs> the way I do it, I've done it the same way every year. Well, I say the last two years because I use QuickBooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it kind of does it for you and essentially all you're having to do is drop and drag yeah. information so for anyone who doesn't like you know the old um shoebox with receipts so for anyone who's still to do that like that's yeah. a long afternoon
0: oh <laughs> like I, I i still remember the days of doing the self-employment tax return and it mm. still fills me with dread yeah like getting an accountant has been the best thing i think i've ever done
1: yeah where i can
0: just be like there you go yeah
1: Good luck like dealing with that yeah, because when you pay your accountant, whatever you pay him or her, you're like, it's tax deductible in a sense. Exactly. Yeah. And it
0: just means that then rather than you having to sift through that shoebox of receipts, they have to sift through that shoebox <laughs> of receipts. <laughs> Do you have uh, your receipts for this year? Yes. Here you go. Are <laughs> oh, yeah. they are they in a neat order? No, they are
1: not. But they're in the one place?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at least, yeah. Oh, wait, and I've got
1: a few in my pocket as well that maybe I can claim or not claim. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> uh, this question, I love this question because it's a kind of weird questions I would ask. If you could only do one CrossFit named workout for the rest of your life, what would it be? So I'm going to make this question a little bit more specific. You're not okay. never allowed to do another workout. You're only allowed to do this CrossFit named workout. Okay. What would it be?
0: Well that's a really tough one.
1: I know. Because it would be really easy just
0: to pick probably my favorite one.
1: What would be your favorite? Uh,
0: so my favorite is probably DT. So D T uh, yeah. is, is five rounds of twelve deadlifts, nine hang power cleans, six shoulder to overhead. I think in terms of of overall uh Maybe something like. I uh, know. Oh, there's so many. There really is so many. Can I pick two?
1: Um. Yeah. Sure. Let's. Because
0: because yeah. because uh, one of them's got a, well. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'll stick to the question. Um. Let's go with Nate. So Nate is a twenty-minute AMRAP of ring muscle ups. Handstand push-ups and kettlebell overhead swings. Mm. I think it's a two, I want to say it's not two, four, six. Maybe it is a two, four, six. it it's a four eight as well. I can't remember what the rep scheme is for the muscle ups, handstand push ups and swings, but it's a it's a relatively long workout. It's it allows you for a good level of conditioning, you get some lifting stuff in there with the kettlebell swings, you get a lot of gymnastics work in there. You get a nice kind of mixture of push, pull, and you don't have to squat because, let's be honest, squatting's <laughs> not useful. Not not when you get to master's age and you need to to oh, hurt.
1: that's right. But to be fair, I know you said you're master's age. You're like on a youth contract of the master's ages. Um, I am what's known as a uh, a level one master, I believe. <laughs>
0: a, a, a first Dan master.
1: Um, if I was picking a workout, I would probably be a little bit more. Holistic, and I would think about like long term sort of can I still do this when I'm like a level seven masters? If that exists, I'm expecting to be dead by the time I'm a level, level seven <laughs> masters, so I don't, mean, I'll, I'll not stress about that. I don't have as big a, a knowledge of the name workouts, I'd look at something simple like Michael or um, even even Murph because it's quite simple. Like it's hard but like yeah. it's simple you know, mile run 300 200 100 half one and a half mile run and then yeah. michael from memory 800 meters run 50 push-ups sorry 50 sit ups, 50 back extensions it's meant to be on a ghd yeah it's meant to be yeah. on that but you can obviously just do it on the floor uh, it's three rounds of that or something i would just pick something like that because it i mean it's, there's no muscle ups in it. There's no kipping in it. Like, there's, no, there's none of that. <laughs>
0: there's, there's, no, there's none of that shoulder
1: wrecking nonsense or apparent yeah. shoulder wrecking nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's from Adam. Interesting question. How do you rate ROM wads? Do you so, still do them? I remember you used to do them quite a bit. So I've
0: switched over now. So I don't necessarily, I don't do not ROM wad. I do something called Go Wad. Okay. Um, so ROM wad has some really good positives and not necessarily negatives, but things that I feel I feel that they can improve on. Um, it's great for getting people stretching. Like It's great to help people's mobility. It's a really nice holistic thing for people to be doing. Um, the downside of it is that there's the potential there for um, perhaps doing stretches that you shouldn't necessarily or that you don't necessarily need to be doing. So, for example, if you're particularly mobile in a particular area, uh, they might actually have like a really long section that's absolutely dedicated to that, which in terms of your development for your mobility is not necessarily useful. Um that's where for me personally something like Go Ward is a little bit different because your stretches are calibrated to you. So mm-hmm. the way that Go Ward works is you start, you do a mobility test and it then gives you a load of stretches based off what your results are from that. Okay. And it then retests that on a regular basis. So you have mm-hmm. this idea of like, okay, well, it works just like CrossFit does, you know, it's it's something that's measurable. Yeah. So is me doing the stretching actually helping me get more of my bar? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Something, like, something like a romwod doesn't necessarily do that. The other thing with romwod Wad is, and I mean this with the greatest respect, but the guy's voice does my head in. So having come, from, having come from a group fitness background and having a relative understanding as to how a group fitness class should be taught, that's not how a group fitness class should be taught. You know, we, we always talk about the fact that, you know, not well, obviously with, with the Les Mills side of things and with, with music-driven classes, it's very much about letting like the music speak, um, but actually also just giving your participants time to think about things and to actually take on board what you're saying and having then time to apply it. Whereas something like Ron Wood, you just don't get that. The guy talks from start to finish. And uh, it, 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 nah, it genuinely feels like he doesn't take a break, like he doesn't breathe. Like, he just talks. And I'm just like, oh, dude, please shut up.
1: Because I just, like, yeah. I can relate massively because when we're doing, like, Les Mills on the mand in the house and the instructors just don't shut up, I'm like, I'll I'll maybe have the headphones in so Lindsay can't hear exactly what I'm listening to. And I'll just be, like, doing a deadlift and then all of a sudden I'll just say, fuck up, just fuck up, yep. stop talking. And she is pissing herself laughing at me because I'm just like scree- I. I am. I have that weird rage which, at a device. <laughs> just, like, it's a, I'm uh, blaming advice. <laughs> I would throw my phone at the wall to just yeah. please talk less. Um, the I next question I, is... Oh, go
0: ahead. I was going to say, I, like, I understand it. I understand that like you know, you need to be guided through it. There's certain teaching points that you need to hit and this and that and the other. Yeah. But there's also times where actually, and it's the same with the group fitness thing as well, there are times where you need to shut up and you uh. need to let people actually take on board what it is that you're saying and apply it to themselves. Like it's the same with any level of coaching, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if I'm coaching a Les Mills class. It doesn't matter if I'm coaching a CrossFit class. If I keep talking at people, eventually they just shut off. Yeah. Like at some point I have to say something and then step back and then be like, right, okay, well, I'm going to be a bit hands-off for the minute. I just kind of want to see how you get on and then I'll give my next cue based on that rather than just say, okay, we well, can do this and that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like a complete les Mills snob that i am when i see people doing workouts online like instagram live i'll go on i'll have a look at what they're doing and like they'll maybe they'll have their title you know tabata hit workout awesome tunes today and you turn it on you can't hear any music because all they're doing is talking well, just talking yep I'm just great like, i'm sure your tunes were great i bet you
0: really <laughs> yeah. enjoyed them
1: everybody else not a clue as to what that yeah. is it uh, could have been anything could have been you know the same music you used when you were twenty you know when you were twenty when you were fifteen nobody knows nobody yes. knows uh, next one is from Kenny um, with your CrossFit experience, would your Les Mills approach be any different now uh,
0: I guess it depends in terms of what so if I had done my if I'd done my CrossFit Level One earlier, I believe I would have done my lecturing very differently, very, much sooner. So that was so when I went and did my Level One, that was that was a huge thing that I took away from it. Not necessarily the content um, of the Level One; the content is there, the content is useful. But at the end of the day, it is still it's a it's a basic fitness qualification. Mm-hmm. What I really took away from my Level One was actually the way that they delivered that content. And I I'm yet to see, I don't know if it's if it's just the the flow that I had, but it was it was the same for my level two as well. Um I'm yet to see people deliver content as well as as the red shirt seminar staff do. I think okay. it's it, I think it's incredible. And anybody that is in any form of lecturing, if you ever get an opportunity to to go and do something like that just for your own development, not necessarily in terms of like, I want to go and do CrossFit, but just in terms of I want to be better at lecturing, I want to be better at being able to, you know, deliver a subject on something, 100% should go and do that. In terms of training, uh, yeah, I, pro- I mean, I wouldn't teach as many classes as I used to. Like, <laughs> I mean, I train a lot now, but I, I still think actually in terms of my overall training volume, my training volume now, despite the fact that I, would, I hit normally double day sessions, so I hit two a day sessions. So I think my overall training volume is lower now than it was when I was teaching, and it's certainly lower now than lower now <clears throat> than when I was teaching at my at my peak of doing freelancing, where I was doing like multiple multiple classes a day. Um, yeah. yeah, not good, not good. I it, get it; like you, it's a living, but at the end of the day, you also need to
1: live. It, this is the same kind of topic that comes up. So, like, if, I'm just going to put you all in the same bracket here just to make this easy. Um, I've had you on the podcast. I've had Kate Slee on. I've had Michelle Nichols on. Um, I'm trying to think of a few others who've maybe, you know, stopped teaching Les Mills. I've had Sarah Fox on and, and a few others. And this is the one thing a lot of people say is about the actual teaching volume, that they taught too much. So yeah. what, what what's too much to you? I think a lot of it depends on what you're teaching.
0: Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it depends on what your fitness levels are. I, it's the same with anything. What is what is what is too much with anything with fitness? It's that thing mm-hmm. of, you know, when you're when you are starting to get to that point of of overreaching, when you are starting to get to that point of overtraining. Yeah, you know, you need to be taking that time back. And the problem that you have, and, and not necessarily just from a Les Mills perspective, but just from an overall group fitness perspective in terms of if you're Mm -hmm. teaching it's very difficult to do that because the vast majority of people are self-employed at the end of the day this is how they pay their bills Mm -hmm. so i absolutely like have been there done it i absolutely get it it's that thing of you know well if i teach an extra class or two this week it means that i can i can do x and y and z Mm -hmm. you know it means that you know i know that my bills are paid i know that i can i can go and do some fun things but the problem is that you're absolutely fucked so you can't really go and do any fun things because your yeah. body is absolutely buckled i don't yeah. necessarily think that the, i don't think there's a number in terms of like well oh, you should be teaching this many classes per week because as i said that's very much going to be down to what you're teaching it's going to be down to it's going to be down to what what you have available i mean for me personally i look at it as i, I think of the the bath terminology this idea of you know you your bathtub is, is how much stress that you can manage
1: we're actually doing a bathtub analogy i thought i misheard you you've actually said right bath, continue bathtub yeah just, yeah so a, a right. bathtub analogy you so and ricky are in your bath right now for everyone <laughs> <laughs>
0: there, there is definitely rubber ducks involved <laughs> so the idea the idea behind your the bathtub analogy is really simple like you you can only hold so much stress you can only hold so much water within a bathtub the problem is as soon as your bathtub gets full, if you continue to add stress with that, eventually it pisses out over the side and wrecks your house. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly the same thing in terms of of stress as well. And that stress isn't necessarily just in terms of of your mental stress, it's your physical stress as well. So it's, you know, if you are teaching or if you are training a lot, well, that's going to raise that level of water level by however much you're doing it. If you then add on a load of additional stresses on top of that as well. So that could be just general lifestyle stresses that we all have. On a regular basis, mm-hmm. that raises that water level even more. Now it might be that because of those lifestyle um, stresses, that takes that water level up and over what you're actually able to manage. Yeah. So what you need to then do is to be able to say, right, okay, well, what can I do to now take the plug out and to reduce some of that level so that it's not spilling out everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now that might be that you say, right, okay, so I need to reduce my training volume because actually, generally with lifestyle stresses, there's not a whole heap that you can do with it. Mm-hmm. So it's that thing of like, right, okay, so now I need to be able to reduce my training volume so that now I can actually manage my overall stress levels much, much better.
1: I like that. I like that analogy. And it's just for making it simple for people, it's if you're doing 10 body pumps a week, that's probably a lot of body pump. Yeah. Whereas in, and if you're kind of thinking to yourself, well, I need to teach 10 because of X amount of money. Well, you could reduce your volume by doing eight body pumps and two yoga classes body balance or you could heaven forbid teach a couple of those body pump classes with a lesser weight than what you're capable of lifting and it's 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 managing the bathtub level yeah absolutely it's kind of you you're almost trying to bail water yeah to to stop
0: yeah you're you're basically trying to because the stresses are always going to be there Mm -hmm. so it's it's never going to be something as simple as so the idea behind the stresses is the stresses are the taps at no point are you ever going to be able to turn the taps off. You are always yeah. going to have levels of stress. Yeah. So instead, what you need to look at is, okay, well, what can I do to stop this overflow So if it was your bathtub, if you could not turn the taps off, what would you do? Well, you yeah. would take the plug out yeah. because that would then start to drop that water level back down again. Yeah. Or if you couldn't turn the taps off fully, you would try and reduce them as much as you could. So you try and
1: reduce the stress levels as much as you can. You try and take the plug out so that you can balance that stress level back out again. I'm going to call this podcast "Bath Time" with Hugh Davis. <laughs> I mean, I,
0: can, if, I mean, I can go and sit in the bathtub if you want. It'll sound like I'm just sitting in, sitting on the toilet having a poo. But I mean, I, if it helps for an Instagram post, hey, you
1: know, gram, exactly. For See, the fortunate thing with almost a fortunate thing with this pandemic is the not just Les Mills instructors. Now we're going to talk about that, but freelance instructors generally and Les Mills specifically, val- I believe, hope that they'll have got some self-value. So let's talk Les yeah. Mills specifically. There's going to be a lot less facilities who are offering Les Mills classes in the way they used to, whether oh, yeah. they're offering them at all, whether it's all in-house, whether using freelancers. So it'll mean when, you know, GMX phones Ricky Long and said, do you want to come and teach a body pump class? Instead of me just saying, right, I'm going to bend over and just say, yes, I'll come and teach that class no matter what, that my response will now have questions. Yeah. And it'll be, yes, I will come and teach it. Here are my requirements. It's going to take me 20 minutes to get there. I've needed to learn this release. Um, You know, if I'm going to teach on a regular basis for you and we go into another lockdown, what guarantees do I have? Yeah. And these are questions that need to be had because... Like like I said, so back to what we're kind of saying, imagine you were doing 10 body pumps a week and that is too much for you. All of a sudden, the gym opens again. Well, there's only five body pumps on offer. But that means you're actually in a stronger position. So, well, as a gym, you're only offering five body pumps to all your members. So if you want me to teach them, it comes at a premium. Yeah. Rather than 10 classes, it's slightly less.
0: The only issue I think that you'll ever have with that is... I I don't know if instructors will actually realise how valuable they are in that situation. Mm. I don't think they I don't think they realise the point that actually, and 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 having been there, I did exactly the same thing. Of you get off of the class, you jump at it. Yeah. And and the thing is, it will be, it will probably be even more so after lockdown. Mm-hmm. So I think I like if I think if instructors can really get their heads on and can really get squared away, and it almost needs to become that that ability of all getting together and saying, this is what we're going at, yeah. which how that would happen, I've honestly got no idea that, you know, there'll be smarter people than me that could maybe sort that out. That's another it's Facebook group. That's a job for you, that one. <laughs> um, but the problem is that if, if they don't have that, then they, they don't have that level of power because all that will simply happen is that, you know, having been off lockdown and especially if it, if that's people's sole source of income the difficult thing that people will then have is that thing of okay well now I need to try and teach as many classes as I can yeah because I need to be able to bank everything I can mm-hmm. if another lockdown comes in yeah so like we, let's take this, this 10 body pump analogy again um so say before you've been teaching 10 body pumps and you can go back and and you may be not teaching 10 body pumps you're now maybe teaching five body pumps and two circuits and three spins well now you say okay well actually there's a potential for another lockdown in let's say three months time well already like my stress level is at absolute maximum with these 10 classes yeah but actually i need to be able to find space for another five or another 10 classes on top of that so now you're not teaching those 10 you're now teaching 15 or 20 yeah because now you're going to take those five or 10 and kind of say right okay well i need to be able to to put that away for the next for the next lockdown fund, mm-hmm. if it's going to happen again, which we don't know, <laughs> that and that's the difficult thing, and that's where that's the unfortunate side of things, of where the power potentially can come back to the gyms, mm-hmm. and it puts freelancers, especially, in a really really crappy situation, and because it's the thing then of they are they, they will feel far less in control of of their bathtub. Yeah, because you know again I have, I have to be able to get these these additional classes in because you know these last few months of, of not earning mm-hmm. or not earning
1: as much as I would do normally are a
0: huge stress point
1: I had a well I call it interesting I had a remarkable conversation with uh, an instructor last week and she was basically saying um, when the gyms open again I don't know if I'll go back and teach classes and I was like well, why do you say that? She was well. I haven't been paid for a class since March twenty twenty, so I don't really miss the money. Like I've got used to not having that money. I'm getting my money from elsewhere. She's, she's got, uh, without giving, it, she's got a job. She's got income. She's not like claiming money, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, she was like, so I don't know if I'll go back to teaching. And I was like, well, what? Why is this a problem? Like, why? Yeah. Why are you tell me? And she was well. I enjoy teaching and I said well that puts you in a stronger position in passively you could if you wanted to you could go and do it for free because you enjoy it just for your workout and when I say for free get a couple of quid for it it covers your outgoings like break even from a business point of view don't do it for free for free yeah um or secondly if that gym wants you it now comes, eight. yeah, it comes at a premiums, you know, yeah. it, like I said, Ricky, will you come and do a class for 20 quid? No, I won't. No. If you want me to come and teach, it's 40 quid. Yeah. It puts you in that strong position. I think there's, I hope there's a lot of instructors who have almost just got used to life since March without teaching classes.
0: Yeah. Because where, if, if they can stay with that. Yeah. The, the power will stay with them because then it comes back to that simple thing yeah. of, you know, well from a from a club perspective or from a gym perspective, if your instructors don't want to teach shit for you, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously yes, there is there are other options as well, but actually you, you know fine well that that's never gonna it's never going to be as good as a live class. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and a really simple way of getting that across to people is think about the difference between catching up with people on Zoom and actually going and getting to catch up with people face-to-face. It's been the one thing that people have missed over the course of this entire shitty lockdown. It's not that we can't catch up with each other, because we fucking can. We can just phone each other or message each other or get on Zoom or get on Teams, and you can have catch-up and, hey, you can see each other. Mm -hmm. But it's still shit. It's still not as good as actually going and, and having a coffee or having a beer or having a whatever and actually being like, hey, I can actually... I can actually touch you. <laughs> Not in that sense, but you know what I mean? Bath <laughs> <I laughs> you know, time touching with you. Bath, yeah, bath time touching, you know. This, this no. is taking a very odd turn, isn't it? <laughs> but th- that's the one thing that people have missed over the course of this entire yeah. lockdown, which is what, the, it's going to be the one thing that people are going
1: to want out the back of lockdown. Uh, so Simon Sinek talks very well about it in his books and like humans, we we have that, need to be a part of something yeah you know that you know that crossfit community that les mills one united mentality carefully hasn't yeah i had to change that word carefully (laughs) Um, we, we have that need or you know you go into a facebook group like my bank is with monzo you go into the monzo facebook group and people are just so passionate. And like if you men- mention mention in there, like you're you're blackmarked in there. Yeah. Like you get yeah. all the haters coming out. Uh, we're not Revolut, we're Monzo. Um, and you're right about what you say. Like, we'll probably do a therapy in a year's time for many, many things, but people will just have all these scars from Zoom because we're just used to seeing people in two D. Yeah. And when we can see in three dimensions again and like what, touch what people, do do? as you said, yeah. Uh, it'll be bizarre. Um, I asked, I asked Michelle this. I'm going to ask you this as well. Are you in any way concerned that in like ten, fifteen years' time, when you are shouting at Clark for something, like for you know leaving the kitchen messy or something, he is just going to turn around to you and say, "What do you know? I lived through a pandemic before I was even five. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair comment. <laughs> the, the kids of today are going to use that as a weapon. Back I don't. When, when you're five, you've got no clue. You don't know which way is up. You barely know your ass from your elbow at that point. Yeah, but, but by the time he's 10, 15, like, you'll have learned all this. Yeah. I, I lived through a pandemic, go me.
0: But son, I kept you alive during that pandemic. <laughs> the reason that you're still here is because I kept you alive in that yeah. pandemic. I
1: wore I think, a mask for you. You think you survived. <laughs> Just you wait. Oh, uh, you can show them pictures of, like, this, this is the time we went to Morrisons wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is the time that we sat in the
0: lounge. This yeah. is the time where we tried to do homeschooling. <laughs> this is the time you didn't want to do homeschooling.
1: Because yeah. <laughs> my, my granddad would have shown me, like, or told me stories about how they were going to get rations during the war in the 1940s. <laughs> And we're now going to tell our kids, I went to test schools wearing a mask, a mask and gloves and I had to sanitize my hands and my oh, trolley. It was terrible. Yeah. However, <laughs> did we survive? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, I'm going to go on to the last couple of questions. Um, books, podcasts, what books and podcasts are on your list right now?
0: So books, uh, um, audio, I've got an audio book that's on the go at the minute, uh, which is the Iron Cowboy book. Uh, which is <laughs> redefining possible. If you've not, I don't actually even know if it's still on Netflix. It
1: if is because I looked it, it up still. last week when you messaged me about how he's doing 100 now.
0: Yeah, 100 and 100 days. Yeah. Mental. Yeah. So his audio book is really interesting. The downside. So you know the voice that you have at the start of this that says this meeting is being recorded. Yeah. That So it's not him that reads the book. It's basically, a, it's basically a computer voice. So if you can get over that, mm. which... Like, so normally work with an audio book, whenever I'm in the car, I'll always put an audio book on. I can only listen to it in small chunks because the, it, it's the wrong Word guy again. Like, the voice just bothers me. Yeah. So, uh, that and because of that, it's quite long going. Like, it's a long book anyway. I'm assuming that's, that's about
1: 50 Iron Man and 50 Days. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, it's redefining impossible. James, I can't think of his last name, but um, yeah, it's the Iron Cowboy one. Definitely worth a listen. If you can get over the voice, it's really worth a listen. Um, The other one that i recently listened to was Tyson Fury behind The Mask. That was really interesting. And so for me, like Tyson Fury, I'm not not a fan of Tyson Fury. I'm not not a fan, but I'm also not Mm -hmm. a fan of Tyson Fury. Having listened to that, I'm now way more of a fan of Tyson Fury. And and even if you're not into boxing, just the fact that he talks about like, His struggles with mental
1: health and how he's come out the other side and everything like that. Incredible. Definitely worth a listen. Uh, He's about the only boxer. I'm not in the box. I'm not in the contact contact sports. Violence. Fighting. I'm not into those types of sports. I don't watch them. don't watch UFC. Tyson Fury is probably the few. What's the word I'm looking for here? Martial arts? Fighting? Combat? Athletes? Combat athletes. Yeah who in my lifetime I've looked at and thought, you know, he, I would actually listen to him. I would go to hear him speak um, because I know he's actually, he, he's a little bit real. Like he talks about his mental health and he talks to me like, it's, it's not hard getting into the ring and fighting another person. What's hard is not being able to get out of bed and not being able to feed your family because you yeah. don't know where the next paycheck's coming from and you've got depression and pressure of schools and all that's hard. But like being an athlete actually... But this is fun yeah
0: it's it's a really interesting book it's definitely worth listening and even if you're not a fan of of combat sports it's it's a really interesting it's a really interesting take on things
1: right?
0: and it's yeah
1: it's really really good definitely worth a listen. um best item under 100 pound you have bought i haven't asked this question in a while um so well you know, you're bringing this back. Maybe bought recently as a better way to ask it. Best item under a hundred pound.
0: Uh, I guess it depends on what you want it for, isn't it? Really? Um, <laughs> well, that's, oh, that's intriguing. That's, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming that they're under hundred quid. Um, <laughs> oh, under hundred quid. Let's do something. Let's do something. Something fitnessy would be something as simple as, <laughs> I say under 100 quid, it depends on the price gouges at the minute, something like a dumbbell or a kettlebell. Um, if fitness is your thing, um, something like a foam roller. If fitness is not your thing, then I think you can get Kindles for under 100 quid now, can't you? Or, or a Kindle type thing.
1: Yeah. Technically, yeah. if you've got an iPhone, you've got a Kindle because you can get the app for like, you yeah. pay. You know how you pay for Audible? You can, yeah, yeah, you can pay for kettle and you can get it on your phone. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh, yeah,
0: well. we'll go. We'll go. We'll go with that. So, so, something fitnessy would be like a dumbbell or a kettlebell on a foam roller, easily under hundred quid, and then something, something Kindle esque.
1: <laughs> Lindsay just <laughs> there back are from there are run. other products available. Lindsay's just back from her run. Hold on. Hold on. I got it wrong. Like, come on. It's, it's, it's who? Yeah. yeah. Hiya.
0: Oh,
1: they're on her face. Look at his face! Oh, oh, oh,
0: he's a he's a cutie. When do you get him? Three weeks. Is that it? Yeah. Valentine. Are Day. you are you all set? Are you all, like? Do you have everything? No, no. I say everything. I say everything like it's chug You have a crate. You have a crate. <laughs> you have toys. You don't need to buy food yet. You're still three weeks out. Yeah, and she she
1: gives us some food. You know, <laughs> oh, there you go. So like it'll be fine for a day before we need to oh, be fine then. Yeah, well what well, Before well. you need to do a big shop. Yeah. I've I've got the mat for the car for when he goes in the car. And so he doesn't nice. pick the car up. So I've got the important things. You you've protected the car, that's the important thing. I just met the Frau Frau as well. You had a great run. I know. How far did you run? A cross between a French bulldog and a chow chow. A Frau Frau. I know. That's
0: not a real <laughs> That's not a real dog.
1: I know that. It's I, just not. I know.
0: It's not a
1: real dog. What was the other one in the group? The perfect? Was that the mm-hmm. friend as well? I'll show you a picture of it. It's so mm-hmm. cute. So cute. Um, oh, okay. It's not or... a real dog. Yeah, yeah. Are you recording? This, oh, has... collecting... this is all going on in. The podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, this is all
0: going in. This is all, this is all brilliant content. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, I was going to say, What's what's next for you today? Uh, what have I got next today? Uh, training a little bit later on, uh, Zoom classes later on, um, sort of
1: zoom classes uh, this evening, yeah, and training this afternoon, and that's me for today. It's probably leads on to the very last question I'm gonna ask then, um which I haven't prepped you for. What what would your message be for your members right now? So we've just been told in Stick Scotland on. obviously it's it's middle of February before the next announcement, which doesn't mean it's the middle of February before we're out of lockdown and blah, 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 it's the middle of February before yeah. restrictions are announced. So yes. what would your kind of message be to, and let's be really, really specific here, like just just your members, talk to them.
0: Stick, stick with it, stick with us guys. There is, there will be an end to this. We've done this shit mm-hmm. before, we can do it all again. The, the panic at the minute, I think for for a lot of people, is going to be so we have the open coming up you guys don't need to worry you are well prepped for everything your your strength your fitness your health across the board in terms of your physical health and your mental health we have got you we have got you
1: love that conscious of time but you've just given me another question what's what's the open going to look like this year because the world's the way it is or, yes. New Zeal- or New Zealand and Australia just <laughs> yes. want to win the Open?
0: I, do you know what? <laughs> um, so there's been some really big changes to the season this year. Um, uh-huh. So the Open, I'm sure even when you did CrossFit, the Open was five weeks long.
1: Yeah.
0: It's now three weeks. Okay. Um, I don't know whether or not you would have had this when you did the Open, actually. Did, you, know have a sc- did you have a scaled division at the Open?
1: Or were you no. before
0: the scaled division? I ah, was so. 2008. Okay, so initially they they literally had no divisions, right? You literally did the open and that was it. They then kind of went, right, well, we'll now do RX or scaled, so you can do the workout as prescribed, or you can scale it, and this is how you scale it. They then split it into age groups, which they still have. They're now splitting it into um, you have RX, scaled, and they also now have an equipment-free version as well. And the way that it works now, Mm. so rather than it being – so. Historically, you had the Open. From the Open, you then had the top 40 from each region, which regionals, and then the top five from regionals then went to the Games. Okay. The way that it works now is that you have three weeks of the Open. From there, the top 10% in each category then move on to the next phase. So the next phase, okay. then, is the quarterfinals. From the quarterfinals, they've not said how many are moving on to the semifinals, but it's then the semifinals. Uh, the, semif- uh, the quarterfinals are also online. The semifinals are a live competition, which will be much later in the year. And then you'll have the finals, which is the games. Okay. They're talking
1: like uh, August time. for the minute. I'm sure they've thought of this, but what's the stop? So like you're good at CrossFit. Good. What's, in the stop? <laughs> what's the stop you not doing the RX version and just doing the scale version, where instead of just being good at scaled, you would be elite because you're scaling so, the workouts. What's the stop people doing that?
0: If you do one rep, so let's say, let, let's take the workout front. So turn on 59 uh-huh. thrusters and pull-ups. Uh-huh. Let's say the RX weight for guys is 43 kilos on the thrusters and the R uh, and the scale weight for guys would be 30 kilos. If I did one thruster of 43 kilos, but did not complete the rest of the workout, I would still score higher than you if you had scaled and done it in a minute 30. Right. So if you RX a workout, you automatically place higher than yeah. anybody that has scaled, which means that you will always go on to the
1: next phase, or you're more likely to go on to the next phase than somebody that's scaled. But what if you did all your events and every single rep on a scaled? You still would score lower than anybody that RX'd. But you could still be the best of the scaled? It doesn't matter. You do, there's, not a, there's not
0: a further step for the scaled. Congratulations, you're good at a scaled workout and that's it.
1: Right, okay, I'm with you now. I would just say, like, there's,
0: there's yeah, there's, so the overall leaderboard. So if you're almost, um, yeah, so you've got, let's just for ease of numbers, let's just say 100 people. Mm-hmm. Let's say 50 of them are X and 50 of them scaled. The 50 that are X, it doesn't matter what their score is, it doesn't matter how many they're reps they're they're always above the people that are scaled. So ah. if, let's take it as, a, as an as many reps as possible thing. Um, mm if somebody Rx'd a weight or a movement and they did just one rep, so let's say let's say it starts with bicep curls mm-hmm. and you Rx the bicep curl hmm. you, and you only do one rep, you still score higher than somebody that did a 1,000 reps scaled bicep curls.
1: Is there a CrossFit workout with bicep curls in it? No, but there is one with roller polies. What's a roller polie? Like a forward roll. Like a forward roll on the floor. You're so crossfit. Yeah, it's called a forward roll. Why is it called that a roly-poly? It's a roly-poly. <laughs> That's not a crossfit terminology. It's just a fucking roly-poly.
0: <laughs> like a jam roly-poly. Like, what do you, how do you make a roly-poly? You twist it and turn it. How do you do a roly-poly? You twist and turn on the floor. It's a roly-poly. call that a forward roll? It's a, well, a forward roll. There you go, a forward roll. A roly-poly. A roly-poly. A roly-poly. A roly-poly. A roly-poly. Every, on, everyone knows to a roly.
1: Do you know what a roly poly is? She actually Steve! Yeah, she, she Steve! knows. She knows. <laughs> going to say, ask Lindsay. I bet yeah, she. Yeah, we did roly poly the other day and then we did forward rules. Um yeah. It's probably how we should finish the podcast. On <laughs> <police>. <laughs> I've loved having you on. I want to put all your details in the, um, the show notes where people can follow you and follow the Strength Lab. Um, so, yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, Dave. You are listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition,
0: and mindset.
1: Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.